0: Is
1: urgent, care.
0: Urgent. urgent care. Urgent care.
1: Urgent care is the place you go when you don't have any other option. Urgent care. Urgent care. I see a lot of myself in this caller. Yeah, same here. Wee
0: wee, wee.
1: Ooh. yeah jo oh Lady
0: booster to urgent care my name is as you heard it sung Joel Kim booster um and who am i looking at today
1: Mitra Johari and that uh, I also just want to take credit for um half of the music that you heard at the beginning um because I felt like it was one of our stronger ones. Um, and I just want to own that. So welcome to Urgent Care.
0: We are an advice podcast. Um, and the whole shtick of the thing is that we're bad at giving <laughs> advice. When, In fact, I think we've sort of accepted the fact that we're actually really good at giving advice most of the time. Or at but least like a we're lot like of really okay. happy customers.
1: I think we are firmly... Okay.
0: I mean, we're we're certainly out of our depth sometimes. Like we're answering Often. a lot of questions that people should should be writing to lawyers about, <laughs> lawyers and doctors. And yet, they're coming to us and we are speaking authoritatively about things that we know nothing about.
1: Have no experience with in our own lives. And that's what lives. makes it
0: funny. That's what makes yes. it funny. Not not the jokes because there certainly aren't any. To be found in this podcast.
1: Not one. This is this is well, I would say this is more of a documentary than a (laughs) podcast.
0: (laughs) Um, We're coming to you live from Biden's America. Um, I'm I would like to apologize for the state that I was in when we recorded our last. Oh, my
1: God. Me, too. I listened to it today and was really like, whoa, messy. Messy. It was,
0: it was tough. It was tough to get through. I was really going through something, um, you know. But I'm back on my meds now, and I'm feeling <laughs> footloose and fancy free again. Free, free, free. Mitra, how the hell are you?
1: Um, I feel better than I did last week for sure. Yeah, um, you know, I think I'm not going to have anything like original to say about like what. Biden solves and what Biden does not solve but I'll just say that I'm feeling better than I was feeling last week so Absolutely. um and other than that, um, I was sort of obsessively um, making pottery last week, and I just got a bunch of pieces back from the kiln right before we record this, so I'm feeling excited about that. Because oh, something- thank God, because
0: the contingent of listeners who want and need to hear updates about your pottery are, are jacking themselves off right now.
1: I know. And here's the thing is that people have given me enough positive feedback that I do feel safe talking <laughs> about pottery on the pod now, so... Joel, you have lost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you know I hate it. Um, <laughs> it's deeply troubling to me.
1: And um, what else? I started watching Nip Tuck. <laughs> what? What? I d- mostly I was like, do I need to update? And I was like, I just feel that Joel will have a reaction to me saying that I'm watching Nip Tuck. What yeah. brought
0: you to a place... That you are watching Nip Tuck.
1: Because I've been watching so much Botched that I think it just led me into Nip Tuck, which is, yeah, I guess Hall of Fame worst sentences that I've ever said.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think it, it could get worse, but watching a lot of Botched is pretty tough, too.
1: Yeah, I, so I, I'm pretty much done with episodes of Botched, so I moved on to Nip Tuck. But what's amazing about Nip Tuck is that there's some stuff <sighs> now that I'm like, that's not real. Or <laughs> 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 because I've watched so much Botched. Thank um,
0: God. Thank God you, ha- you, you are now an expert on what is real and isn't real in the Nip Tuck universe.
1: I do feel that I could give... Like decent advice about going to get plastic surgery now after watching really? um, Seven C. Se- well, i I was just talking to a friend who was like thinking about getting something done, and I was really like, I'll just say that that's one of the ones that they advise against the most because it has like the worst things that happen or
0: whatever. Well, <laughs> what is what is the procedure?
1: Butt lift. Um, really? Because it's like the least. Um, It seems like the least developed of the plastic surgeries in terms of just like safe, safe, quote, unquote, safe ways to do it. And um, the complications seem really fucked up when people come in with complications. Um,
0: Yeah, I actually do know that there are a lot of like butt fillers, too, are really bad for you. You can like a lot of people um, get their butts fucked up really bad, trying to make them bigger. Yeah, you can die.
1: Yeah, that's that's like like people are getting like cement put into their yeah. asses and um, that seems to be I mean, I think also what it really and then I'll stop saying sincere things about botched and niptuck tuck after this. But what it really showed me is like, obviously, there are some people who like p- people will come in and they'll be like, my dog bit my nose off or whatever. It's like people need to like get that stuff addressed. Yeah. But then. Like what I'm realizing is like a lot of people don't think about plastic surgery as like a major operation. And it's more just like getting something done and like seeing what happens when you get a facelift is like I just didn't know. I didn't know what that actually looked like, which is like they cut your skin open and then pull it and then cut the rest off. It's like I just didn't really think about it. Uh, I didn't like imagine what that actually meant.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I um I didn't know that for sure, but that's what I've always surmised about a facelift. It seems like it makes the most sense. You know, I'm going to get it. I gonna, I think I'm probably going to get my neck done eventually.
1: I could I mean, I I will say like watching that made me like it didn't turn me off from ever getting it. It just made me think if I ever get it, I will make sure that like I spend a lot of money on it. Like yeah. I I will make sure that I like um
0: you go straight to Terry Debro, I go to you Terry DeBro,
1: even... Nassif, If I'm getting my nose
0: yeah. lopped off. <laughs> Wait, what would you get? Um nose job? I actually
1: I well, I think now I've like fully come around on nose. Um, because I had like so much dysmorphia about it. I'm now mm. at a point where I'm like I can't like I like it's my face. My face is like my like crazy nose. But yeah, I'm sorry to
0: jump right in with nose. No, I've talked
1: (laughs) about I've talked about nose stuff on the show before, so I'm not like hurt by that. I also under like I know that like that is the area that like leaps out because it's come up with my family before. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) it's like a big thing for like Persian women to get their noses done. Um, Like, and my family has offered it to me. Um, So (laughs) what? Which to them was a very nice thing to do. And I had to sort of gently be like, you can stop offering. Yeah, (laughs) I will. I will not be. I will not be doing this, but um, I appreciate because I know that you think that this is something that I want. (laughs) So um, I don't know. I could like I could definitely see myself having a complete meltdown about next stuff too down the line or I just don't um, want one of
0: those little gobblers, you know?
1: I get that. And I then I think I could also see my like I feel like there's a world where I would get my tits done. Really? <laughs> I think it would be How really How big? Fun. How big
0: are we talking? Like Not big. big, bad, I, double I C's? honestly,
1: I mean, I think I would be one of the funniest people in the world to like randomly have big tits. Like <laughs> <laughs> just because like my thing is kind of that like everything I wear is shapeless and I usually look like shit. So just come out of nowhere with like fucking knockers Huge I think tits, would yeah. be a, kind of iconic and funny but.
0: <laughs> it would be I think it would add to your comedy in a really specific way that
1: I, I think it would be like a big choice for the types of things that I would be doing but I think it would work
0: <laughs> yeah I, like I want to see you do Joker with big tits you know like I want to yeah. see you play the Joker with big tits and see and really carve out your own lane you know yeah. in comedy
1: yeah, Nobody blow, else is blow doing up, what blow up my doing. own doing. <laughs> yeah. Um and then what would you get? You get neck.
0: I'd get neck. Um I you know, I guess I would probably get like bicep implants or something like that cuz that's like the one thing in the gym that doesn't really move. I can't really get uh, genetically I think I have these little beanpole arms and I think that's just what they're meant to be. But I even that I don't know if I would or not cuz they look so gross. After they, you can tell. Like, have you have you seen pictures of the human Ken doll? He used to live in Chicago, and I used to see him at the beach, and you could just tell. I'm pretty it doesn't sure look he correct. was on
1: botched or or someone else who is like similar kind of mission. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't really, as of right now, I don't see myself doing it. But I I'm also not like, I I get it. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just I think just watching those shows I was really like I hope that I would do it I would do a lot of research before I guess is what I've learned is like don't just go anywhere
0: yeah. <laughs> smart, smart um, as always.
1: But it but it shouldn't take seven seasons of Botched and four episodes of Nip Tuck for you to get there. How are you, Joel?
0: <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing much better than I was last week. Not quite as good as I was doing three weeks ago. <laughs> if you want to track my moods and your mood tracker. Um, my, I but turn I'm around doing, my computer, okay. like
1: red string and <laughs> yeah. like a graph.
0: I really want to move, but I don't want to actually move. I, I've been looking at places. I went and looked at a place today. It's so stressful to yes. think about moving. I know you just did it. Yeah. Um, I really want to move, but I just not, I'm not sure that the reasons I want to move are good enough reasons to move. What my are the entire they? life? Um, so I don't like, but the main thing is, is my living room, which I'm sitting in now is in this like back back house house that is like across across my backyard and it's separated from the main house. And I don't like that. I have to walk through my backyard to get to my living room. Like on lazy days, it's like very, I don't know what it is mentally, but I hate it. And there's too many spiders. There are too many spiders in this part of town. I've talked about it on the pod before. I live near the LA river and there are too many spiders because of that and you think that it's not a reason enough to move but i am surrounded by spiders every day and i go to other people's houses and i don't see a single spider and i just want to be away from the spiders i'm tired of being scared of the corners of my own house i'm tired of being worried about lifting up a, you know up some piece of furniture and and you know five spiders crawling out from underneath it it's enough it's and enough. There, and you,
1: is there anything you can do? Like, can you call somebody? Or you
0: can, uh, you know, there's like home remedies, but like, uh, uh, you know, you're supposed to spray like peppermint oil all over. But the thing is, is they are literally in every room, in every room of the house, multiple, multiple spiders that you can just see, and it makes me feel dirty. And my house is not dirty. It's just a, 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 a happenstance that I yeah. happen to live near, next to this fucking river. And they don't even do their jobs very well. I've talked about this too. The bugs are – the other bugs are prevalent. And so <laughs> what's the point? What's the fucking point of these spiders, I say? Um, So I don't know. I'm looking to move because of spiders and because I don't like the layout of my current house. But I think it might just be pandemic related. I think like I do actually like living here. It's just – well, I'm that's what so, I was so thinking tired.
1: listening is like, it's hard to talk about like hypotheticals because our life right now is the pandemic. But it does sound like something that might not bother you as much when you're not spending as much time in your house. But you are spending this much time in your house. So.
0: Probably for another year.
1: Right. So it's like, it's like, because my impulse was to be like, but you're never home normally. But it's like, what will normally? So I don't know. I It is a nightmare to move. Um, but... You've done it before. You've done it a million times, but I, I I really did not enjoy it. Um, recently it just feels like, but, but on the, the alternative to that is like, it was so nice to just like have a completely new set of surroundings after looking at the same wall all day, every day, uh, which like, you know, I, I just personally, am not someone who like thrives in like a work from home environment. Um,
0: no.
1: and, and you know, I you gotta work, 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 work. You gonna work. work from home. home. <laughs> Both pretty do, good.
0: You, do you have an office really quickly before we get into things? Do you have an office in your new space? I do. See, that's the fucking dope ass shit that I want for my life. I want to I want a two bedroom. That's what I want. I want a two bedroom and the place I looked at today, the realtor totally threw the landlord under the bus and said, this is the price that it's listed at, but he will go lower because he's desperate. <gasps> so <laughs> I could pay the same amount for wh- the one bedroom I'm living in now for a two bedroom.
1: And did you like it?
0: Kind of. But here's here's the, here's the thing I didn't like about it. There's no obvious place to put my TV.
1: Okay, here's what I will say is like moving during this time sucks so so much that you should really like the place. I I do feel okay. that. It's like cuz your place like there are good things about your place that you live in now. So you like you have that great outdoor area and stuff. Yeah. Like you the place that you're moving But there are too to many should, spiders.
0: There are too many spiders. I don't like using it. I, there are too many spiders so I don't even use my own backyard because I'm so scared of the spiders.
1: I am pro you moving, but I feel that you should move. To a place that feels like a significant improvement.
0: Okay. Well, we've talked about this enough. We have to move on, we have have to get into the updates. Um, let's play this first one. This is from Body Dismorfiero, one of our best names that we've ever created, (laughs) who um, makes me laugh every time I hear it (laughs) because he wanted (laughs) to have sex with a sex worker or porn star, something of that nature, and was feeling a little self-conscious about it because he he was so much hotter than him. We have an update from that caller now. So Chelsea, please play the update. (laughs) Angel and Chitra, Chitra and Jewel. I almost said no. I don't like when people on your podcast do that. Anyway, I wish all the listeners best. Um, this is Body Dysmorphia <laughs> calling with an update. It's a little long-winded, so bear with me. Um, he gave me gonorrhea. Bye. <laughs> Congratulations, Body Dysmorphia, on your gonorrhea. Um, that i would i would suggest you talk to your doctor about Bexera, which is a um vaccine against gonorrhea in part um pretty great i got it and um no this more this is a really gonorrhea
1: me. heavy day yeah um, i know i think I was the talking Andy about Donley gonorrhea in the bonus
0: episode as well
1: wow. yeah um, so you got to uh subscribe if you don't still getting already. the clap
0: though still getting chlamydia every every which way to sunday i get it but <laughs> No more gonorrhea for me. But congratulations. I'm glad that you had sex with him. I'm sorry that it ended in an STI. Um, okay, this next- Also,
1: I'm um, obsessed with him sort of like playing with the form a little bit of saying yeah. that it's going to be long-winded. We've really not had anyone do that before. Um, and I, I just, I do want to celebrate that because yes, that was, he that did. was funny.
0: <laughs> I like that he, he tried to do something with our names and then immediately said he hates when people do that. Um,
1: I, a lot. It's really divisive, I, I feel, yeah. among our listenership. And I just want to say I kind of feel nothing about it, so do yeah, whatever you want. do whatever you want.
0: And <laughs> we're, when we're moved, we're moved, and you know, we'll let you some, know. We'll let you know. You'll know when we know.
1: You can, um, you can try. Okay, so, you feel free to try things.
0: Yes, try. But this is a space for play. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is a sp- your calls are a space for play. Oh right? my god! Follow the fear. <laughs> Follow the fear and do what you need to do in this time. Um, (laughs) We have one more update. And this one, well, this is not an update. This is um, a second opinion. Um, And this is i I can't remember what we called this caller, but he he was concerned because he saw his drug dealer who may or may not be pregnant smoking a cigarette and wasn't sure what to do about it. So we got, we, again, in... Urgent care fashion, we're speaking out our assholes about it. And yes, uh, this we caller felt very seems,
1: overwhelmed by yeah. that question, but we did just answer it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did just answer it. Um, but this this caller, we don't know their credentials, but they seem to know a little bit more what they're talking about. Chelsea?
2: Hi, Meetra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. I'm just calling about the like maybe pregnant cigarette smoking drug dealer call. I don't remember what they're calling but they think something was Venus. Um, but from what I remember, I'm not a lawyer, but it is illegal, obviously, for women to smoke cigarettes and you can like report a pregnant woman smoking cigarettes like you can report like someone, like, you know, a kid in the car kind of thing um, and get them in trouble. And Joel mentioned the one-a-day thing and I think he's thinking of glasses of wine and not stress. <laughs> um, um, but, but just from like, a completely like, like selfish perspective, it is really dumb to call the cops on your, drug dealer in any perspective in any way or like have any sort of intervention that would lead police potentially arriving at your drug dealer's house where her boyfriend is not your drug dealer. So, you know, you basically this person potentially bugging themselves over so never having a, a drug dealer again with them, either through accusing her to a face um of smoking a cigarette while she's pregnant or getting cops Involved, which
0: are obviously like a cab anyway. Um, okay, sorry, this message is very really long, but um, so again, not she's not a lawyer, but she says it's illegal for for pregnant women to smoke cigarettes while pregnant. And again, we have not looked that up ourselves. We mm-hmm. cannot identify verify that information. But and cannot emphasize
1: enough that we are um, not sure about that.
0: No. <laughs> not sure about that, um, but maybe it's true. And so that's an, a good piece of, of information to have that it is illegal. It is apparently akin to seeing a, a child trapped in a car, which again, I just don't know. Like, are we caught? Like, I just, that doesn't sound right to me. That sounds very pro-lifey to me.
1: I don't know. I, I truly don't know. I'm glad we, um, welcomed in another opinion, but I, I, I do feel scared um, offering any more opinions. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's true. I, we should stop while we're ahead. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going <laughs> to dive in to our first call of the day. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Woo, we did it. Um, so feeling a lot of pressure to do well today because last week was so bad. So let's just dive in <laughs> with this call.
3: Chelsea? Okay, I'm trying this again. Hi, i Johari Rachel Harkin. My pronouns are she slash her, and I'm a college sophomore, home from NYU semester, you really need your advice. School, we can best friends with this girl, and once the pandemic hit, it wasn't really an issue for us because she was 15 minutes away and we can both drive. But it's been awful. She was most insanely flaky person ever, like in a psycho way. We'll make plans and then she just won't show up and then won't text me until a few hours or a few days later. She makes up some lame excuse and then promises never do it again, but of course she does. One time she failed because she said she saved up the night before to watch the sunrise, which happens every single morning. When she does show up, it's ridiculously late day we made plans and were texting us for 40 minutes before she was supposed to come and then she didn't show up and didn't text for hours later for plans she initiated. It makes me so mad and annoyed. It's also sad that she's also my college best friend and I don't I want her to be my friend. I've also told her about a very horrible friendship I had where the same thing happened and how the ghost was specifically so hurtful and yet she still continues to do it to me. I want to talk to her about it but she's the type of person who's like I don't want anyone to be mad at me but and then cries anytime you try to talk to her and never actually changes it's also an issue because when we do eventually go back here i don't have anyone else to live with but also i'm pretty sure i cannot live with someone like that or can i talks like everyone else in my life about it including my therapist and our mutual friends they all say i need to set boundaries or she's just going to keep letting me down but i'll take all solutions and advice reasonable or extremely petty i love you both so much i invite you both to sit on my face Yes, boy puns is one of my actual best friends, so hi, queen, if you're
0: listening. Okay, love you. Abs- absolutely outrageous. No, stop. We, we don't do shout-outs here at Urgent <laughs> Care. How dare leave you? A, How leave dare you shout-outs
1: to me and Joel, babe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the sanctity of the podcast is in jeopardy when you start just adding shout-outs to the end of your calls. If I knew you'd that do be- that, I would have I never... I would never have allowed this call i'm just kidding that, kind of but don't do shout outs
1: that will be our first and last shout out first and last <laughs>
0: shout out ever in the other
1: than me over and over again shouting out my sister and my friend anna yeah.
0: <laughs> um so this sucks uh this is a terrible situation mitra thoughts
1: well first we need to name this person oh, sorry right. wow. to I'm really um, like, remind you about that
0: <laughs> so flaky um cornflakes C- kellogg
1: I w- yeah, I immediately went to Frosted Flakes. Um, this isn't right, but I just want to say it's like Tony the Liger, but like, <laughs> it just feels like something that we would do. Yeah. But that it doesn't really have anything to do with the call.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, no, it does. That The thing is, it has as much to do with the call as the normal names do. So I think Tony the right. Liger is correct. Actually. Okay,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess like the... What's the difference between that and us just like choosing a pronoun?
0: (laughs) Mm, I think like this is this is better. You know, I like the ones that are kind of like they're a walk. They're they're a quick jog away from what's actually going on.
1: And you see us get there, it takes a lot of steps to get there, and then when we get there, is it worth it?
0: Most of the (laughs) time, yes. Most of the time, yes. So
1: many times yes. What
0: would you say to Tony the Liger?
1: I would say, um, I I mean, my – the first piece of advice I thought of um, I think is less applicable for pandemic, so I apologize. But I've had friends like this before, and it really does feel so bad. And one thing that I've started to do with that friend is like – always to make sure that my plans with them are not just me and them. Like it'll be like me and one other friend. Mm. Um, So that way you still have a good time hanging out with somebody else. And then if they show up or not, it doesn't matter. You're not like sitting alone for four hours. Um, So I would say that's like my main like sort of non-petty kind of piece of advice that that I would use to sort of protect myself in those situations because it does feel really, really bad, especially when it happens over and over again. Um yeah I just wouldn't have this person be your main plan until they really um get their shit together and I will say I've also I have had this exact situation happened with a close friend and I had a real meltdown to them about it. And I know it sucks because like your friend cries and stuff, but the meltdown worked and it stopped.
0: So. (laughs) And if it doesn't stop, here's what I'll say. This is my read on the situation. Um, I think your friend is, does not want to be your friend. Like, honestly, I just think that's what's going on because people don't treat people they want to be friends with this way. Like, and especially like do what Mitra says, have the meltdown, have the come to Jesus moment. And it, and maybe that'll stop behavior. But if the behavior doesn't stop, babe, she does not want to be your friend. And you certainly don't want to live with her when you go when things return back to normal. And I think you're she's giving you all the signs. Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. OK, and <laughs> she's, she's definitely
1: not acting like a good friend. I mean, a good friend like you, you, you know, it's it's one, like show up 10 minutes late, whatever. We're comfortable. Show up hours late or just don't show up, that feels really bad. I, like
0: You know what I think she really needs to do? And I'm serious about this. I'm serious about this, Tony the Liger. You need to start doing this to her. Start making plans and intentionally not showing up.
1: But that feels so bad. I it, don't care. Like,
0: she needs to feel it. She needs to feel it in her bones and maybe then she will understand.
1: I mean, even as the per, like even, but I mean, even on the side of like not showing up, it's like, that's, that's what's so, fr- like that's what I really struggle with with, s- people who have a habit of doing this is like the guilt feels like I feel like what like when running late it's like what part of the brain allows this to continue (laughs) but I think I think if this is someone you really love and it sounds like you do um you gotta do that come to Jesus moment and then um stop making plans or make plans and
0: not, don't show up. And don't show up. I think that's really fun. I think that's really fun. <laughs> and I think that will feel very satisfying to you. Um, and then that could sort of lead into the come to Jesus moment when she comes to you and has that moment. Or here's the alternative. Doing that to her, if she doesn't care, if she doesn't confront you about it, then unfortunately, I think she's gotten what she wanted, and which is not to be friends. I just don't... Yeah. I. I just – I have a bad feeling about this lady. I really do. So – I just
1: like – I do have someone that I'm friends with still who had a habit of doing this and it really like – I think they just thought that I didn't care or that it like wasn't a big deal or like I, it just – You think have a friend have... that
0: didn't show up because they wanted to watch the sunrise?
1: Not because of the sunrise, but I'm just saying, like, w- <clears throat> like it was a pattern of like lateness and like making me feel like they were wasting my time. And I and I, I I don't. I'm not saying it to like excuse their behavior. I thought it was like pretty unacceptable. But I do think, I think we've given like. I remember, it kind of reminds me. This is different, but it's like when we were talking to the person who was like, my sister is hanging out with, my like friends, my friends, yeah. and it, it's like people have different. Rules about the way things should work, and sometimes you just need to verbalize them for people to realize that they've been acting in a way that hurts their feelings. I don't think this is the same, but I do think like you might be surprised by what happens when you kind of. I don't know. It sounds
0: like she already has, and it sounds like this bitch has cried, and I just think revenge is the only option at this point, and that's how I feel. Okay,
1: you've convinced me. Get revenge. So let's let's move on on to
0: (laughs) our next. Call. Chelsea, reach into the bag.
4: Hey, okay, so I was about to shoot this like, kind of sexy video, um, which is something I don't normally do. And I decided I wanted to ask you first. Um, So there's this guy that I've been kind of friends with for the past like 10 years. He was really popular in high school and I was pretty ugly and then I got hot. Anyway, we have like a will they won't they thing about us. That one started fucking uh, about two years ago. And um, he keeps asking for like a video of me like slowly taking off my underwear in a specific way, um, which I've never been open to because I'm kind of scared to take nudes and send them for revenge porn reasons. So I've never really done it. But I'm trying to come into my sexuality and I want to take this risk. And I also kind of want to get closer to this person. But he has a porn addiction, and has been pretty open about that. And it's also kind of been weird sometimes while we've been fucking, and the porn addiction has made its way into this relationship of ours. Anyway, in this time, where there's like a burgeoning relationship with this guy who I've been had a history with, With has a history of kind of being mean, and has a porn addiction, should I take the risk and send him porn of me? Or is that, like, weird and playing into his addiction and actually won't benefit our relationship in the long term, even though it sounds kind of fun? I don't know. I don't really know how to handle a porn addiction. Um, Because I want to be sexy, but I don't want to feed into it. Anyway, let me know what you think. Bye.
0: Wow. Tough, 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 tough. I've got an idea. Um. So, she used to be ugly, now she's hot. Like, one of our favorite films, She's All That. He's addicted to porn, masturbation. She's all fap. All fap.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> amazing. Great. She's all
0: fap. Um, I thought you were that... going to say
1: Princess Diaries when you said she <laughs> to be ugly, which is one of my, I, I think, amazing. Another music. great one. I recently rewatched one. on a plane. Not recently, but I guess whenever I was less allowed to be on a plane. I, I rewatched that movie, and wow. Warm Blanket, if you're looking for one of those right now. Um, okay.
0: Okay. Um, This is a tough one. Um, we've dealt with a lot of porn, uh, revenge porn-esque questions on this pod. And I think by now, if this person is a regular listener, she's heard the calls, I believe, a couple weeks ago we had one. We had one a couple weeks before that as well. Lots of people who are concerned or are dealing with revenge porn situations of their own. And so I am inclined to say, don't do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think to me, like, what stuck out to me was, like, um, how much of the call was about him and how little of it was about her mm. actually wanting to do it. Wow. Like, at the end, she said that, you know, like, it sounds kind of fun. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but that sounded like the most enthusiastic it got. And it was like, a you know, a long call. No offense. Um, <laughs> but... It was so much about what this guy wants and about, like, the risk and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I would say when it comes to, like, sending nudes, especially if you haven't done it before, I would say search for a rush more than a risk. Like, it's fun and it's, like, it's sexy, but I just wouldn't – I don't know. It didn't sound – Obviously, we only have a voicemail to go off of, but it just didn't sound that enthusiastic to me. It sounded so much more about just like giving this guy what he wants. And there's already sort of a power thing from like you feeling ugly and him being hot of like, want me, want me, like me, like me, or at least maybe, or maybe I'm projecting like my own sort of high school type stuff. But like, I just think there is an inherent power thing based on the way you're describing it.
0: No, this is absolutely the call of someone who used to be ugly but is now hot. No, because like I think that like there is a, like a, like you're you've got a new bike and you want to ride it around town. You want you know, and whereas I think people who have always been hot have like sort of an intrinsic weird confidence, you know, their bike is old. Oh. It's old hat for them, you know. Oh my god. Um I hate this analogy. But anyways, I don't know <laughs> what exactly what to do about the porn addiction. Here's what I will say. There is a happy medium here. If you don't want to send a full video, I mean, babe, this is why Snapchat And Instagram bombs were invented. Um, Maybe send him one that is of an exploding nature. Um, That way he gets to watch it once and then it goes away and you don't have to worry about revenge porn. Um, But I will say that I I have no idea how this affects him or his addiction and whether or not it is ethical of you to be even playing into it.
1: I I think it's like I wouldn't even really think like obviously that is like the backdrop for all of this. But I think. To me, like, the more important thing that, like, really just sticks out is that there's no sort of, like, um, it's not, like, exciting. Like, I, I, I just think, like, with something like this where you're, like, it should be – I don't know. Like, I think that if – and I'm, I'm only going to just base this off my own experience, but it's, like – if my boyfriend had like a really specific thing that he wanted me to do, it would be hot to me to like fulfill that. And I would feel really safe doing that. And in like what you're describing doesn't sound like that. And obviously not everyone has to like experience this kind of stuff the way that I do, but it's just like, this is someone, you know, and you're trying to impress and it doesn't feel like it's actually something that you are excited about doing. And if you're going to do something that feels really vulnerable, you should feel like safe. (laughs) And it just doesn't sound like that. But there's a, there's a world where you're talking about this exact situation and it's like so incredibly hot to you and it just doesn't sound like that. So, but if if Meech is wrong,
0: if Meech is wrong and it is hot to you, do what I said and send a Snapchat.
1: Yes, yes, definitely do that. But I, you know, I, this is what I would say to one of my friends. It's like, it just doesn't sound like you're excited um, from the way that you talk about it. And if you're not excited, don't fucking do it.
0: Then it's not fun. Um, yeah. All right. Moving right along, we have another doozy of an email. I guess, you know what? I'll read this one.
1: Wow.
0: <clears throat> okay.
1: For once.
0: Dear friends. I have never been comfortable talking about my weight, but I finally opened up to my boyfriend after admitting to myself that quarantine had been a problem for my body as it has been for a lot of people. I decided it was time to start working on losing the weight I had been gaining and some from before this all even started. He has been super encouraging and offered to go on this journey with me. In a little over a month, I have gotten from 220 pounds to 200 pounds through running, cutting down my calorie intake, and stopping drinking almost entirely. Yes, queen. Go off. In the same time, my boyfriend has gone from 165 to 150, even though he doesn't exercise and still drinks. He is even still fitter than I am, even though I am exercising six times a week. I am proud of him for getting his weight to a point where he's happy, but you can imagine that I am filled with jealousy our size difference is something that has always been on my mind in our relationship since people often say how hot he is which is obviously true but i've been able to come to terms with it over time even though the insecurity is still there how do i come to terms with the fact that he's getting the same results with so much less effort i know that genetics probably plays a role or something but it just feels so unfair i love the pot and hope you can help in some way i'm a gay man gay man and my pronouns are he him um okay so we're going to name this person Fitzbo. Um,
1: competitive. Um, <laughs> I just like. Every now and then it'll just hit me that like I have like one idea because I literally wanted to say Freddie versus Gason.
0: <laughs> Freddie versus Gason again?
1: Again. I that, I was saying it. I wasn't saying it like it was a virtue. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying it, it's sad that that immediately popped into my head again <laughs> as though it was something new.
0: <laughs> so here's where here's where I'm at. And this is again a, a walk and it doesn't even really work. But you know that song, Hey Jealousy? Mm hmm. Um, Bay Jealousy.
1: I'm t- accepted.
0: Accepted. Okay. <laughs> Bay jealousy. Um, Bay jealousy. Yeah, you have to sing it though for it to work. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and it it does. I think it's actually quite I good. I think
1: it's. I think it's good. Okay.
0: okay. Bay jealousy. Especially
1: for this episode, it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just sort of really scraping by. Um, <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. I can't imagine. But I I, I want to start off the, by saying one thing. Um that um, if your boyfriend is hot, that means you're hot as well because gay men are terrible and <laughs> there are no mismatches in the gay community. It just imagine, doesn't exist.
1: Imagine if I said that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've learned you've learned from me that gay men are t- I've learned from one thing I've learned from Joel is that gay men are terrible um, if there's one thing I've taken o- away from one year of doing a podcast with Joel is that gay men are sick and twisted um, but we are sick and twisted and we're very very um I think image obsessed and um, you just there just are no mismatches in the gay community. It doesn't happen. OK, I'm breaking into stand up now. I'm breaking into a stand up routine. A mismatch in the gay community. That's like seeing. Anyways. Wow. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> OK, a week
1: from now when you're like, I have no ideas, my like my, my creativity, I'll be like, Joel, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would, have, it would be a funnier impact if I just said nothing. I, um, I agree. So I think you need to internalize that knowledge. And even if like, people are saying to you, like, oh, he's so hot. Yeah, they're saying that to you. And I bet people are saying to him, your boyfriend is so hot. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not hearing it because people don't give direct compliments like that because it's you know people feel uncomfortable. But if your boyfriend is hot, then you are hot as well. And that's just that,
1: but I do get like how insanely insanely frustrating and unfair that feels. I yes. mean I like that's so true in my relationship is like I bust my ass and then wit will like walk up a flight of stairs and then be have a fucking six pack like, <laughs> 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 um. It sucks. I don't really have like a solution for it. Um, I think. Um,
0: okay. Well then. Well. Okay. Retire, I- bitch. Retire, because that's what our fucking job is. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so rude. <laughs> um, the one thing I was gonna say was. Um, No, I don't remember because I I got dragged so hard. (laughs) What do you think, Joel?
0: Um, I think that one thing that will set you free a little bit is if you were open with your boyfriend about the initial struggle, I think you need to be open with him about this too. And I think that that will not solve things necessarily, but I do think that like it will maybe open up, um... And allow you another avenue to deal with it if you can deal with it with him to him. Um,
1: Yeah, I think also, like, uh, talking about, like, what makes me insecure informs the way that Wit, like, compliments me and, um, and, like, our... The way that we treat each other. So I think like the more openness you can have with your partner about that kind of stuff, the better he can, the better equipped he is to make you feel good about those things. Obviously, like he can't be the only source of that, but it sounds like you're really taking responsibility for making yourself, you feel better. And I think you can give your partner the tools to help you feel good. Um, It doesn't address the, you're never going to be able to do anything to change the fact that like your partner has an easier time which sucks but he could could
0: start sneaking you know high fructose corn syrup into all of his food
1: that's true you could sabotage your partner um (laughs) but if you decide not to do that then i think like openness with your partner will help um maybe maybe a little bit um it, it just helped me a little bit because i get really frustrated about that for
0: sure I, and, and just like, uh, this is, I, this is easier said than done. And I still struggle with this a lot, but, um, take lots of pictures of yourself and do an, and really have like an eyes on your own paper mentality about this because you're like, yes, you brought your, your boyfriend in on this journey, but your journey is your journey. And like, you need to really like celebrate your gains in every way possible. And so, um, really like take sexy pictures of yourself, like, whatever angle you can find whether it's just like a close-up shot of your gaping ma of a hole um or (laughs) or your front butt your dick you know do whatever you need to do
1: yes relish in those days that you feel good because Mm -hmm. this like for me as somebody who hates being healthy and like getting fit and taking care of myself the days when i'm like really um embracing the success are very important because I feel kind of bad about it most of the time. So the days when I'm really like, I biked double the amount that I said I was going to bike or something like that, like really make a meal of that because um, if it, if you are like me and it does not come naturally to you and it is not really a source of joy to you, really enjoy the days when it can bring you some joy.
0: But make it a healthy meal, okay? Um. <laughs> Fuck!
1: <laughs> Joel! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, Pissing me off. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm a little bad boy. Um, we hope you helped. Bay jealousy. Um, and on that note, um, I need to calm Mitra down. Okay, she's <laughs> she's gotten she's getting a little heated, and we need to pour some water on her and get her to cool down a little bit. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll 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 end out the night. Okay, <laughs>
1: we will end out. <laughs> And we're back! Woo. Ah! Oh my wow. god, we have a,
0: a an interesting call here. Um, one that we could not help but play, but one that <laughs> I find very strange. Um, so, um, with that prejudgment, Chelsea, please play the call. Hello, equally beloved
5: uh, host of Virgin Care Podcast. <laughs> nice. My question is K-pop and Christmas adjacent. Uh, it's not about BTS, so sorry, Army. They're just not my boys. Um, so recently, one of my favorite K-pop boys uh, joined the Army um, in South Korea and are required to do uh, military service. Anyway, um, I am writing him a letter uh, and his birthday slash Christmas is coming up. His birthday is on Christmas. And I thought it might be nice to send him a little gift with my letters, just to like, I don't know, cheer him up, boost the morale or something. Um, I just wanted to see like, what do you guys think is a good gift to send someone you've never met, but is very important to you? Um, Probably smaller is better uh, because shipping international is very expensive. Uh, maybe some fun facts about him. His name is Jungmin. Uh, he, his nickname is Alpaca. Um, he has a really hard time waking up in the morning. And um, I don't know. He's a rapper. Um, really, I just want to hear you guys. Football. What is a gift that says? Looking at your face makes me happy and I just want the best for you in life. All right. That's all. Hope you can help. Bye-bye.
0: Okay. Woof. Um, What are we going to call? There's a lot to go on here. So his birthday's on Christmas. So we've got the whole Christmas lore to really go on. Um, Rudolph, Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> um, we've also got, you know, Lots of Korean lore. We've got so we've got the mashup of Korea and and Christmas.
1: Um, the call is so overwhelming to me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've completely blacked out. Um, <laughs> um I'm dreaming of a blank Christmas. Um, uh,
0: Christmas. Um, there's birthday lore, you know. So-
1: Sometimes they give us too much. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's overwhelming. Um,
1: Mila scary service. This person
0: is scary, scary. service. Okay. Mila scary service. Sort of rude, but ultimately the, what we're going with. Um, it's mean.
1: I don't actually mean it.
0: <laughs> no, but I think it sort of plays into what my advice would be is I think just stick with a card. I think stick with a card ultimately because I think it would – I think – um He's probably, if you, first of all, how are you getting the information of how to send this to him? Is what I want to know. How do you just find somebody's, like, address when they're serving in the military that seems very wild to me in the first place but congratulations if you have and secondly um i know um how k-pop fans are and i'm sure he's getting a lot and i really think that like a heartfelt letter or card is going to mean a lot more than some something that he will inevitably just stuff because think about where he's at. He's in the military now. He's not he doesn't have a lot of room for things right now. And I dunno, and, you know, and he's not gonna eat anything that you send him. I can tell you that much. He's certainly not gonna eat anything you send him. Cause that's wild. That's a wild thing to do.
1: I think you should get him a ring. <laughs> <laughs> A cute little ring. Something small. If you're going to get him a gift, how about something that goes in the envelope? And um, it's something that won't take up a lot of space. And you should get him a little ring.
0: (laughs) That's very good advice, Mitra.
1: Or I think whatever it is, this is someone who is spending the vast majority of their life on the road, on the move. It must be tiny. And I think you should get him a ring.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're handling this much better than I am. Have. have you ever gotten a gift from a stranger? Yes. Because I have. And it yeah. feels weird. I mean, um, not I'm not K-pop level famous. So I'm sure this guy is used to getting gifts. But somebody one time last year when I was touring, he sent me flowers at three different locations that I was at. Three different cities that I stopped at. He sent me flowers. And it really creeped me out. I don't know why. But like to the hotel or to the I venue? Am. To the venue. Okay. Um, and it, and like, it really felt strange to me. The only gift I enjoy getting, somebody in San Francisco once brought me a bunch of weed candy and that was like the best thing ever. But beyond Um, that, every time someone else has given me a gift or sent me something, I felt, especially if you can't see the person who's sending it to you, it feels strange. I will say that.
1: The thing that I, I I am not somebody who is like getting a lot of stuff, would, uh, but I, I the th- when I get a note, I love that, and it really is like, I would say ninety percent of the time, like normal and super touching. And then there have obviously been some some creeps, but I would say that is something that, like, if that were to get to this person, they would probably really love is a nice yeah. note.
0: I th- that's um, why I say. Stick to a card or or, or and a a letter. Maybe play this. Maybe send him an iPod (laughs) shuffle with just this call on it, it,
1: because it's a very
0: sweet call. Or just do what Mitra said and get him a ring.
1: You gotta give him a ring. (laughs) 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 I'm like sponsored by rings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rings are your pure for men. (laughs) That's what it is. For me, I've got pure for men. For you, it's rings. Rings. Um,
1: it's gonna be rings for me. It's
0: gonna be rings for you. And hope it rings. If you're listening, please sponsor us. Fingers crossed. The big ring is listening. Um, watch we actually do get like ring security or something like
1: that. Oh, that <laughs> would be amazing. You.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. That I would, would be that.
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, I hope you listen. We're, we're we're being tough on you because of this, but maybe in his culture, his K-pop culture, this is um, fine, but, um, just send him a ring. Okay. Make
1: sure you send him a ring. (laughs) Okay. Moving on.
0: Moving on. Our very last email of the day. Mitra, I think you need to read this one.
1: I would love to. Oh yes. Okay. Dear ring and ring, ring and ring. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Maitre and Joel, Joel and Matro, my husband and I moved into a new apartment at the start of quarantine. It's a one-bedroom. <laughs> Sorry, just the detail of this. Just <laughs> it's a one-bedroom with a living room, kitchen, and bathroom. <laughs> For some reason, stuff. that sentence like, killed. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. My husband has been obsessed with several shows during quarantine. Great Gate. Oh. oh, my
0: God. Are you sure you can read it?
1: No. Great British bake-off, the yes. Queen's Gambit, Slam. hot dog with friend of the pod, Matt Rogers, and now the great pottery throwdown. He took up baking a few years ago and hopped on the sourdough bread trend. What I really can't read today in April. He often makes the mess, the kitchen a mess from Friday morning to Saturday night when he is baking. now he wants to add pottery to the mix and almost bought a wheel I love his enthusiasm and want to support his mental health but he often gets more stressed when baking because he tends to value perfection not to mention we really don't have any extra space in our apartment we're both working from home until at least July 2021 how do I share that I really don't want him making pottery at home love the pod thank you
0: okay so here's your chance to name somebody pot something pottery related okay Kiln in me softly.
1: Oh, yes,
0: really?
1: Yes, okay, yes. in me
0: softly is. Oh, somebody... I'm gonna
1: think of something better than that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I, I really thought it was just a sort of a jumping the off the she, pottery,
1: but... he down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, I actually think this is the first episode where we don't have anything pronoun related.
1: I know. So that's cool of us. Um, Don't worry, next week it'll be entirely pronouns. (laughs) When people Um, give
0: us the pronouns, I think it's fair game. It is. Yeah, okay, great. Um, Okay, so what do you suggest? Because you're that resident pottery expert. How do you talk someone down? How do you talk a a fellow pottery freak down from the ledge of that is pottery? Okay.
1: Okay, so first of all, Um, They did clarify, I should have read the PS, but they're saying that there are art studios in their town and they're not open right now because of Corona, which I feel is important because my first piece of advice would be see if they can get a membership in a studio. Um, now Now my piece of advice is see if your partner will get into hand-building because it doesn't require a wheel. So this is kind of pottery insider. (laughs) But um, hand-building does not require the wheel. So they could just get the clay and then um, take their kiln. Like The problem, regardless, is that they're going to need a kiln. So if the studios aren't open, for for most stuff, they're going to need a kiln. So if the studios aren't open, there's nowhere to even fire the stuff. But if there's a kiln open do hand building. There are classes you can take online. I recommend pot LA and LA. They have affordable classes. You can buy clay and just do stuff on a kitchen table using household items, like a fucking wine bottle and a knife or whatever, and like a bowl of water. So that's something you can do that doesn't require a wheel and you can still pursue your pottery goals.
0: Can you just use an oven? Do you need a kiln?
1: It gets so hot. I don't, I don't think you could just do it at home. Or at least that in my, in my understanding is that you need the kiln. Okay. Um, but I haven't really um, researched it very much because I just use a, – a, I belong to a studio and use their kiln. So it hasn't really come up.
0: Yeah, and my advice would be: um, it seems like a lot of his obsessions stem from reality shows. I'm surprised he didn't want to groom dogs after watching Hot Dog too.
1: Got his ass. Got his ass.
0: <laughs> um, but um, maybe have him watch that craft show with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Um, you know the one I'm talking about, right? Yes. Don't know the name. Not, not going to look it up. Um, and maybe he'll f- find inspiration there, and he can do some handcrafts, like maybe some needlepoint crochet knitting it's like making it making it is the show um something like that is still going to eat like require his hands that's still like crafty um but maybe less messy and more doable in this time like have you suggested any of those because it sounds like your um your husband is a right dandy okay he's baking bread and he wants to get into pottery i i bet your ass he would kill at needlepoint or crochet or whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, I think like baking similarly is attractive to me because I think like both bakery and doing pottery is stuff that you like don't need to, what?
0: (laughs) You just refer to it as bakery.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Bakery and doing
0: pottery. Bakery?
1: So bakery and and doing pottery are both stuff that (laughs) I, I, I'm not really like a very visual person and it's something like tactile and creative, but like, I can just, I'm like, I'm making a cup. Like I don't need to like have this like amazing vision to make a cup. So I feel like needlepoint is another thing like that where it's like, you can kind of just put letters on something. <laughs> and, like, yeah. at least that's why it appeals to me. It's like, it's process. It's like vaguely creative but it's mostly just process and pretty meditative so i love that pitch joel as yeah. someone who i feel can really relate to the husband as someone who has recently purchased a pottery wheel for my own garage <laughs> so
0: <laughs> um yeah maybe watch old episodes of project runway too maybe and then get him a sewing machine you know god there's that's that scary <laughs> i know a lot of friends who are making pants in quarantine that's the next it's sourdough yep Um, friend of the pod Brendan's gonna make him pants so they look great yeah they did so maybe think about that it seems like a lot of this stems from maybe get him a chess set from the Queen's Gambit I was to say
1: Joel are you good at chess?
0: no but the Queen's Gambit really made me want to be good at chess Um, so maybe I'll take it up maybe the husband should take it up but that's our advice so (laughs) killing me softly congrats that was good Um, wow, we did it. We made it to the end of another episode. Um, a little on the long side today, quite honestly, we're just yap, yap, yapping away.
1: I know. Apologies. I do. I think we, but we really needed a a hard reset after last week. So I hope Mm -hmm. that this has proven to you that we, have still got it, whatever it is that um, <laughs> allowed you to make it to this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're lighter, we're freer, we're meaner in Biden's America. We I are think.
1: meaner. Yeah. <laughs> we are definitely less gentle with each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Biden's America. Um, we were sort of shaking our hands, you know, that's how I recorded the podcast. My hands shaking, vibrating. I was so nervous the whole time in, in Trump's <laughs> America. The but mean, now in Biden's America, I'm back to brunch, babe. I'm back at brunch you can't get me out out of brunch now that Biden's America is is happening Um, JK Um, Mitra I love you Um, everybody listening please call um uh you give us the phone number, Mitra, because you have not memorized.
1: 323-334-0371.
0: Or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, rate and review us, please, on iTunes. I haven't checked it, but I bet we're close to 900. And...
1: <laughs> I swear to God, fu- you motherfuckers need to get us to 900 so we can be released from yeah. this.
0: <laughs> I just want to hit. There are lesser podcasts with, with a, over a 1,000. I'll just say Name
1: one, but don't don't do it on the pod (laughs) I will
0: Um, thank you all for listening thank you producer Chelsea thank you our baby Ryan engineer Ryan has returned home at last thank you July thank you everyone at Earwolf Um, this has been Urgent Care I'm Joel Kim Booster
1: I'm Mitra (laughs) Jahari. goodbye